Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. All right, we're, we're actually recording a little bit early this, this week uh, because uh, starting on Monday, which is when we normally could record, you know, since our podcast comes out on Tuesday mornings, uh, we can't really do that because the kid won't be in school. She will be out of school. It's one of those dreaded Whoa. breaks. We will be living a lie. The kid is not in school. The kid is not in school. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what this break is. It's in February, so it's a spring break. It's not spring, so. It, does that mean she's going to be part of the podcast? Not at all. No, there's, that's the problem is that we wouldn't be able to have an adult conversation with her here. You're right. We'd it be... would center around. First of all, <laughs> I love the way kids' conversations are not linear they're just about whatever they're thinking of so that that, a lot of the times it's that way with her especially if we try to include her at dinner conversation you'll talk about work and i say daddy's saying something important right now he's talking about how he feels about work and she'll go okay um and she'll raise her hand and i'm like yes darling and she's like um at school i can whistle but i can't whistle if i'm eating crackers and you're like yeah that's that's true thank you (laughs) <laughs> We're talking about geopolitical affairs here, kid. What are you doing? Nobody cares about cracker whistles. So, yeah, I toggle between, does she need to feel a part of our combo, or do we need to be validate hers? I don't know. It is, it is. well, that's the problem. I think anybody has kids, you know you can't have those conversations when they're here, because it's boring to them. And so It's frustrating for you when they interrupt. Right, and that's that's just part of the brain I guess chemistry at that time is that I'm I got to interrupt. I got to stop whatever this boring thing is. And maybe it's something where it's because it's so boring to them, they don't even realize that it is interrupting something. It's it's Yeah, they've 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 trailed off. They're helping you out with the combo. Well, I interrupt you a lot. Um, Like just now. Yes, I did. I did an example of how she interrupts (laughs) by interrupting you. But um but you kind of go with the flow and I'm able to at least bring it back to what you were saying because I was I was listening. Yeah, that's my way of listening. I learned in my linguistics class in college that a one communication style is to interrupt to show you're listening. Yeah, but I don't think that's how we do it in modern society or maybe our our culture is to interrupt people. Maybe, maybe that's a. Uh, I think you are saying our culture for your house in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> at your at your dinner table, that was considered rude, and to a lot of people, it is considered rude. In fact, I don't like to be interrupted. Well, looky there. The... <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless I'm with one of my friends. I have two friends in particular that come to mind where we build on each other's thoughts or we finish each other's thoughts and it's like, yes, exactly. And nobody said anything. <laughs> you, you, you each have said parts of sentences. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I did, there is something that... I don't even know how you learn that style. I don't know how you learn this style of... Somebody else is talking, and I'm just going to jump right in with them and just start talking right on top of what they're saying. Why that's, that shows that you're listening at all. <laughs> Does I that feel your, good to get that whole I sentence know, out? I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I could see your face crunching up you and rushing and going, I just need to interrupt There right were here. four different times where I was going to finish your sentence. Well, let's get to the point at hand. You don't like it when she's off, out of school. Why? I like to have our time spent together to be a focused time. So I can give her my attention and my energy. And when she is not in school, 
I there I can have moments of that, but I can't do that the entire day. Right. I, I can't focus on her the entire day, but she still demands that. I'm looking at it from a bigger picture. This is symptomatic of having a five-year-old, or at least our five-year-old, because I can picture a time when she'll be 10 and she'll be in her room for hours at a time and not wanting anything to do with us. You know, you see them on TV, the parents that are like, honey, it's dinner, and the kid won't come down. Or you remember from your own life when you were interested in a video game and you couldn't be bothered with what the adults were talking about in the kitchen. So I think that this will pass, but I actually like when she's on a break because it gives my day a little bit more structure. It, first of all, it feels overwhelming. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's still here and it's going to be hours and hours of this. I can't, I can't just play Play-Doh all day. So the next morning is when I wake up earlier than her. I have my coffee. I do what I want to do for myself. And then I map out three specific activities for her and the day just goes by like that. Well, I guess the benefit that you personally would have with her not be going to school is that you don't have to get her ready in the morning at a specific time and get her out. Right. That's really tough for me. I mean... <laughs> Neither of us are built for the morning. Like We're neither not. of us are built for taking a we kid to school. We do a good job toggling between like responsibilities. Like you'll take care of the dogs um, in their walks throughout the day and whatever their needs are, you'll notice when their food's running low, all that. And then I, we just have these little tasks and it doesn't mean I, I, I give the dogs a bath. You know, it doesn't mean I don't own dogs. I'm a good dog owner, but when it comes to... <laughs> You don't notice when their food is running out or water, but you at least give them a bath. The reason I notice when their food's running out is because it hurts my arm to dig in for their food. So, and those moments I let you fill their bowls. But anyway, uh, my point is, what was my point? Oh, with her, um, shoot, what was my point? Oh, I have to do the morning, the morning rush because you typically will have a show later at night than I do. Mm. I like to book early shows and this is just a pattern that we have worked out. But also, I like my quality time with her. So when she was a toddler, I was mostly with her. You did the road and I was with her. And so when she gets on vacation, it reminds me of those days where I got to have her next to me all day long. I don't know. To me, it's just like, yay, old times. <laughs> yeah, well, when she first went to preschool, it was like a breath of fresh air to have a break and not have her in our space yeah. every moment it took me a week to adjust i was very weepy leading up to it and then i was sad that i couldn't be with her and catch her milestones that she was making at age three and four but then i adjusted i was like oh, this is really nice i can come back home and take a nap after i drop her off at school <laughs> it sounds harsh i think it's if you're not a parent it sounds harsh to go oh i just need a break from my kid because we love her more than anything mm -hmm. but there's also a recharging that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And because we're comedians and essentially during the day we're at home, we're working from home, writing at home, doing whatever, she makes that work impossible. Yeah, and it was taking, it was really taking away a lot of our creative energy and our mental energy from our marriage for the first few years. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, we were trying to discipline her in a way that would help her. You know, I don't want this to be a parenting podcast. But I really think this is important that we point this out because people are always like, how do two comedians make it work? You guys must laugh all the time. It's like once she came in the picture, she was the comedy set that you had to work on. You know what? You were at, I had to be so creative with how I dealt with her. And she was just there 24 hours a day that by the time it came to like sit with you, which was happening once the sun set, we just wanted to stare at the TV and not even like look at each other. Mm -hmm. So 
this, her being in school helped us connect again. For sure. Yeah. It, it, it's not only gave us time to be together without her being the center of the universe. It also gave us time to not have anything be the center of the universe. Like to you and I to even be separate, but recharging on our own. Yeah. I wonder about that. I wonder about that for you because I know from a mom's experience, moms kind of do this huge sacrificial thing where we stop taking care of our hair. You know, we just slop it up in a bun and we stop, you know, buying things for ourselves because we're focusing our money on the other kid, the kid. So for you, did you, what were the sacrifices you felt like you were making that you're now getting back into Luke time? Well, the, the big thing was just being able to write and do things at home like you know uh i i post uh videos of my stand-up on social media i've been doing that for months now they're very funny oh thanks <laughs> and yeah if you guys haven't uh checked it out check it on youtube or tiktok or instagram uh you're throw, everywhere yeah throw a follow are throw, you on pinterest do some likes shares <laughs> let's get the numbers up but it's i that's very difficult to do if she's around because she's right. kind of in there interrupting and stopping it and also, this is silly, but we had the computer out in the living room for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was when they did some renovations on our apartment, the landlord did, we moved the computer into our bedroom. That made a big difference, too, of being able to work and close the door and she can be in the house and running around. And it's I, I can still have like a separate space. You're right. It's so much easier to know when you're working when that door is closed versus if you're out here, I just start a conversation with you. Yeah. And you <laughs> very dramatically remove your headphones. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? And I go, no, 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 you're working. You're like, the headphones are off. Go ahead and talk. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't notice it before. Yeah, you already so. you already made me do this giant yeah. motion with my elbows. I'm working my triceps now. You better you better give me something good, sister. <laughs> well, we also have pic- school pictures just came in, and they're adorable. And yes. it reminds me of my school pictures that I'm looking at right now, same age. <laughs> and you, since you just brought all that gear home from Indiana from your parents' house after they moved out, you've got your school pictures up. It's a very growing pains introduction right now in our house remember in growing pains you would see everybody's baby pictures as they evolved into adults yes I, yes i guess you could do that with all of my pictures and first Show of all to me say that's <laughs> everyone was already doing that in their head if they if you know you know if you don't you don't so she like I, to say i've got my pictures up would be a little bit of a stretch i have pictures that are st- sitting around that i'm not planning to put up but i just don't know what to do with them yet I think we need to put them all on the wall. We need to see the wall of Luke. I don't his wa- evolution. His evolution. I never liked that. You, you know, when you go over to somebody's house yeah. and they had every picture of every age. I of was their obsessed family. with those. Oh, I love like that it. about my friends' houses. I would look at all the pictures and see the changes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a different way to look at it because I just, I much more think of a wall as an extension of my personality to to all right like when i was a teenager i had three stooges all over my walls mm-hmm. or, or action figures in the packages on my walls then you know as an adult we've we've had movie posters up we've had brooklyn posters up whatever it is or if it is us it's like a caricature or somebody's artwork of us but you it's like not your room to photos. look like a toy store you want to get the same joy you get walking into the toy section of target yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. The Brooklyn thing I don't quite understand. We know where we live. 
But I love Brooklyn iconography too. I had a pillow with the Brooklyn Bridge on it. I don't know why I like looking and remembering when I could just look out a window. That's the problem. In Brooklyn, if you have an apartment and a, there's a window there, you're not looking at the Brooklyn Bridge. No, this looks like, a, I mean, it just makes it feel like there's an extra window. Yeah, it makes, <laughs> it gives you the view that you wish you had in New York City. That's why we have pictures and photographs of Brooklyn. So, <laughs> but um, I, on the other hand, I used to like movies where the protagonist would have a portrait of themselves in the hall, you know, like in the toy or in... Um, in Irreconcilable Differences. You, there's a third one, Overboard. Could there's, you name a movie someone's seen? Uh, these are movies from the 1980s. And, or or maybe even Toy was from 70s. But anyway, just like movies where it was just a symbol of opulence if you have a portrait of yourself. And so there was an artist that did a giant portrait of me. He took my headshot and he made it, li- not even life-size, he made it jumbo. And I hung that in our hallway for months. And then I got sick of it. I was like, not my face again. <laughs> but it could just be his interpretation of me. It was like me if I just ate flaming Hot Cheetos, you know, like, ah! <laughs> if you can picture that. Like, this food is hot! That's what I looked like. And I was tired of seeing that. Okay. Wonderful artist. I wish I remembered his name, but it's great. If you look up, like, hashtag curly comedy portrait, you'll find it. Okay. So they, they need to look up my videos and need to look up your hashtags. They're already on their device right now, baby. Yeah. So back to how you like to decorate. So you don't like to see family photos. That's so funny. But this explains why you really want me to chuck all of my old Christmas cards. And I just want to look at them and <laughs> and dab my eyes with a Kleenex. Like, look at the beauty. Look no, at the, Christmas look at cards, really for me, it's like that's... They need to go. I know you're right. Christmas cards, birthday cards. It's like... They gotta go. You know, if there was a special card, I get that of saving something where it's like, this is this was given to me by my father who's passed away or my grandmother, you know, and they're, they wrote something special in it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the cards that we get will just be whatever Hallmark wrote. And then somebody at the end goes, love your brother. Right? Yeah, I know. It's like uh there we are creatures of habit. My grandma used to always sign her cards L O V E as a stair step, so the L and then the O and then the V and then the E, mm-hmm. comma, and then her name. And I loved seeing that. That was her unique, you know, way of closing, but you're right. That's all there was to it. There wasn't an ever a letter in there. No, it's like maybe maybe there's a couple uh, that I have from my mom that she underlined a couple words in the Hallmark message. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> No, I know she really means it. Yeah, joy. I guess... Such a joy gets underlined. To me, they're like little time capsules. Do you like the concept of time capsules? I don't know that I care about time capsules. I mean, it it was always something in a television show, like um, Saved by the Bell or something like that. We're going to create a time capsule. And we did, I think, one when I was in elementary school. You probably could unearth it by now. But we'd have to know where it is. My elementary school isn't even an elementary school anymore. It's, It's something else. It's like an administrative building now. So... That they probably have underneath the playground or whatever is still out there. Mm-hmm. There's just probably tons of junk from the 80s and 90s. Wow, from kids, it's just spread out because a tree root just busted through the box and made it all scattered. Well, I speaking of burying things on school ground, I don't recommend it. In college, my my roommate and I tried to bury a time capsule. <laughs> We put a lot of work into it, too. We wrote a poem. We had our favorite gum. And uh, we buried it in an extremely shallow grave. And by the time we came back from winter break, we noticed immediately that it was gone. You, did, you buried it in snow. It wasn't even the ground. <laughs> that was our first mistake. Don't bury things in, in a property that will melt. A material that will melt. 
So um, time capsules, I like them. I think of my MySpace account as a time capsule. I don't even know if you can access those anymore, right? They don't exist. I, I actually have no idea. Like I haven't even tried to look up I used look to go back space. to it for years and then I tried and I don't think I could find it. But I've got a WordPress out there. I've got a little blog spot. And, and I don't even remember how to log in to edit any of these things. So what's there is there. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's a, it's a forced time capsule because you don't <laughs> remember your passwords. You know the problem with those odd time capsules? And I shouldn't tell myself like this because nobody was going to look anyway. But I would do a lot of trash talking of celebrities in the name of comedy, you know, to be funny, not ever anticipating that I might actually work with these people someday. And I noticed that about my tweets. I was a troll in my early days of Twitter because I would just tag, who's the guy from Sugar Ray? What's his name? Mark McGrath. Yeah. I'd be like, your lyrics are dumb. And he's like, you're dumb. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he heard me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I learned, yeah. I learned how not to be a troll through Twitter. Yeah. Well, you're young. And so it's okay to make those mistakes early on. Ooh, can we talk about professional mistakes in the early years? Sure. Not know. necessarily about comedy for me. I, every job I've had that wasn't comedy related, I had some maturing to do. One that comes to mind because I just bought Captain Crunch is I remember temping at a woman's desk or at a person's desk and I reached into their drawer and saw a big box of Captain Crunch <laughs> and I poured it on my desk not it's not mine but i poured it directly on the desk didn't have a didn't have a fork and i just ate it while i waited to answer the phone and i remember distinctly people walking by looking at me like what are you doing they didn't know i stole the captain crunch but they were like who eats cereal like that who eats on the job it's not lunch what are you doing yeah that's an impulsive young person thing to do where in retrospect hopefully you can look back and go what was i thinking there's some people i think never get that click that light go off or you know where they go oh that was weird so they'll still be doing that you think in their 30s 40s 50s 60s they're still behaving in a weird manner i don't know people like that but i definitely wasn't thinking at the time would i want my cereal to be disturbed by some stranger of course after covid you don't want you don't want to keep food in your desk anyway no what are you doing keeping captain crunch in your desk this anyway. is new york city maybe it belonged to a cockroach maybe that's <laughs> who are that's whose lunch i was taking um but yeah did you ever do anything as a as a young man trying to be employed that you wish you hadn't trying to be employed or as an employee yeah as an employee um yes as an employee i was i wouldn't say that i was a bad employee but I didn't care about the jobs that I was at. So I was not going to be the guy that put in extra work, whether it's a bank or whatever. I'm, right. not, I'm not doing that. Today, like, that's that's pretty admirable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you knew your worth. You knew your time. I know. Now, now that's everybody, young person's going like, of course, I only do what is on the job description. But if it wasn't in the job description, I'd be like, I'm not going to do this. Right. For you. Even, Meanwhile, the people around you were like... People hate being told no, especially if they're your boss or they're in power or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you say no to them, they they start to flip out. So I had this happen a couple of times where I was just a temp at this place. I didn't have health insurance or anything like this. And I was making whatever. It was more than minimum wage, but it wasn't like I was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And all I was doing was filing things. And then the boss of HR was like, we need you to move all these heavy boxes. Mm -hmm. And they were real, like large 
heavy, but whatever storage stuff they were moving around. It's bringing you back to your loading dock days I at know. Funko or wherever it was. Yeah, Sears. I was on a loading dock at Sears. Sears. So, so she was asking me to do these things, and I said, "I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do that." And she's, she started to get upset with me, and I was like, "Look, I don't. That's not what I was hired to do here. Um, I was hired to do this. Now, if you want me to do this, we can adjust the pay." And all of that, I can I can do that if you want to do it. But if you want me to do this harder labor that mm-hmm. puts, you know, <clears throat> look, I, I mean, I was in good shape. It wasn't like I couldn't lift these boxes. Mm-hmm. But let's just say I lift something, you know, I pull something on my back or something drops on my foot. Are you guys going to pay for that? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to be willing to do that, take on that risk, you know? And so she just got another attempt to do it. Yeah. She, she just finally got <laughs> fed up with me. Like I like that you knew them well enough. You knew they weren't going to cover you if they if you got hurt on the job. Yeah, well, none of these places because you don't have any guarantees as a temp. They're they're just. I mean, I you could probably sue them mm-hmm. and or say that some sort of workplace thing. But it's an office, so it's not the same thing as working in a loading dock where maybe they have uh, whatever that insurance is for people getting physically hurt on right, the job. Right. 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 You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be in a white collar area at a investment bank and getting hurt like you're at a loading dock. I don't shouldn't have to wear steel toed shoes. You, yeah, I'm glad you stood up for yourself. I'm picturing you going, uh, lifting those boxes is gonna take away from my time here on Minesweeper. Yeah, well that's the thing. I was I was playing on the computer anyway. I wasn't really doing much. I was watching YouTube. But <laughs> that's gonna eat into my YouTube time, ma'am. Yeah, but at least I, I did have that. And so you're right now, like, I, I think that is something that, especially after the pandemic, people are more willing to stick up for themselves and mm-hmm. jobs and say, I'm not willing to do that for the pay that you're offering. It's not worth it to me. I'd rather do something else. And there, there's, there is a little bit of that conflict right now of the old guard saying, but that's not how I like it. And yes. the new guard saying, well, that, you're going to have to live with it. And you know why that was, in my opinion? I think it's because in the pandemic, it's like everybody knew true misery. <laughs> like I've been at my lowest point. I'm not going back there. So even the slightest inconvenience is now like, no, I'm too raw. Uh, maybe, maybe it's even also knowing like as bad as the pandemic was, going back to work is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't recovered emotionally. I'm still like on the rebound from pandemic. So after when when whenever the president announced the pandemic was over, I definitely didn't co-sign. But then I started seeing businesses change and masking policies change, you know, that's ebbed and flowed. But I still am like, not done. I'm done feeling afraid of contracting COVID. I've actually had it. I'm all boosted up. But um, the idea of just the entertainment industry being like back to normal, because it's not, I'm still shell shocked. And I'm still like, Ah, I'm, I'm learning new skills. <laughs> well, well, definitely. I'm opening an Etsy account with my earrings made out of found objects. Well, economically, I think we're going to, we're feeling the effects for sure and probably yeah. will be for a little while. But, you know, I, yes, it's, that that is something where I think, at the very least, what happened by the shutdown was I think it reset all of us. And some, some people had a, developed a drinking problem, but also... <laughs> Some people Quit looking at me. Yeah, some some people also <laughs> developed a sense of self in it too, of going, oh, mm. you know, as bad as this was, the stress that I was feeling at that job for what I was actually getting out of it, maybe that's not worth it. Maybe it's time for me to look for a new line of work or find a, an employer that is actually willing 
to work with me on these things right. rather than be a taskmaster. Uh-huh. You know. No, absolutely right. Although you're making me flash back to the early days of the pan pan when people were getting really good at baking bread, and I was like, "This is not bringing the best out of me. No. This is <laughs> this is turning me into a." Troll under a bridge. Yeah, you're having a bag of mixed Doritos. It's yeah, like all, just... every flavor in one bag that you put poured into a bowl. I was just crumbling it on top of whatever my meal was, whatever frozen pizza I heated up that day. Yeah, yeah I'm not learning a new skill. In fact, I'm losing some of the ones I had. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. I'm back. I'm back in the world. Um, you know, one of my tasks for our house is to get all of the products that we use for our bodies <laughs> why am i saying it like that that is a very weird way to say it. all the products that we use for our bodies i'm like it sounds like something that you would put on cattle <laughs> like before you before you know you for body maintenance yeah <laughs> no i mean um when we shop you shop for groceries and i shop for skincare <laughs> but honestly this is for everybody in the family so baby powder and for you aftershave you know this kind of stuff and I notice the men's line have now expanded to include items that I would include for myself, but they're marketed towards men. Give me an example, because I, I don't go through those sections. Well, like vitamin C serum or night cream. These are things that typically women use and that they're marketed towards women like Olay, Regenerist, anti-aging, you know, all the... Uh, Cucumbers, not just for women's eyes anymore. Uh, <laughs> All the combative terms of like <laughs> that we use in our skincare fight aging. There's other ones, but just you know, like daily defense. Now you've got them, but they're in black packaging. Oh, that's that's for the stuff. It's so for men, they just put it in black packaging. Yeah, like Dollar Tree. I think there's one called the Noble Man. I think they should just put it in a brown paper bag. So it's like you don't no <laughs> no man has to admit to bringing these things home. <laughs> You know what it should be is just a, a white bottle that looks like identical and has different words on it. I mean, that's what women are doing on YouTube anyway. They're decanting and they're putting it in these matching label bottles. So they should just save everybody some time and go, this is lotion, sir. That's It's that's, just lotion. Look, if you're using your kid's time away while they're at school to just put lotions in different bottles, you're definitely doing that wrong. You're wasting that time. <laughs> it's <Shit>. already... <laughs> The, the company already put it in a bottle for you. You don't have to re-put it in another bottle. Oh, I almost went into my classic catchphrase, shame on you, but you're exactly right. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel ashamed. I feel, um, what's the word, convicted? Yeah, shame on me. Is what shame you on me. No, no, no. 2023 is about dispelling internal unnecessary shame. But that is Sometimes such a funny... Sometimes necessary shame. <laughs> like putting other taking lotion out of one bottle and putting it in another that's well I agree with you if it's about taking it out of one plastic bottle and putting it in a different plastic bottle but if you're putting it in a reusable thing like a glass bottle but even then it's like you know your kid's just gonna break that and what are you doing with the original plastic bottle mm-hmm so <laughs> what do you think about people who drink coffee from mason jars uh, well I you know I don't drink coffee anyway but I don't mason jar. Or any drink from a mason jar. Uh, there's something about the jar lid being so thick to me that it's very off-putting, and I'm angry about it. I'm not a big fan of the drinking out of a mason jar. It's not. That seems like something you do in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> that like you, you do it if you're the boxcar children. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, you're either in the 1920s boxcar kid, or you're in post. You know, 
apocalyptic future right. where the Terminators have killed everybody and broken everybody's glasses. All the and, real cups are gone. Yeah. And so... <laughs> so you're making do. Well, we have some friends that are very green and that like this. And I also see on it, I see it on Instagram a lot. People will shake up their coffee in it. You know, it's like, well, now this is a travel cup, but it's not one that I had to spend $20 at Target for. It's a mason jar. I just repurposed my jelly jar. And I, I love the concept, but I don't like it in practice for myself. It's very icky to me. I'm not sure that I agree with the mason jar in principle anymore. Okay, go ahead. Like we don't need to can our own vegetables anymore. It's <laughs> no. we, we've got it canned and everything's great and healthy and free of bacteria. Yeah, you're going to get botulism if you try to can your right, own Right, you food. don't need to do your own. You it, will. Luke will. Yes, I, oh, absolutely. And there's, there's always somebody that's like, that does get something like that, like botulism from their own thing. I'm torn between... I like the marvel of it. I never went so far as wanting chickens in our backyard. First of all, we don't have a backyard, so <laughs> having chickens in the alley behind us would have felt very strange. But, you know, just to get your own eggs. But I did toy with the idea of growing basil in the window. Yeah, that's, that is the most I think I could go, is having basil in the window or some cilantro or something like that, whatever grows in a window. Would you really do it, though? No. Okay. But I'm just saying that that's the most I could go. <laughs> I'm not growing anything else. I don't want a garden. I don't want livestock you are like anywhere around a my property. guy that should live in Tron. You do not want to have any connection to nature at all. No, nature is not good. I don't like nature. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't you like camping. You are nature. No. You're of nature. No, it's... I, I would much rather go towards the civilized world. In the Matrix, did you like the pod people? You liked the babies being in the tub of goo <laughs> with a plug in their neck? You thought that was cool? Uh, that's that's a little extreme, I, I would say. <laughs> yeah, you're not much for camping. I'm, I don't like mosquitoes, so I'm with you on that. Mosquitoes kill more people than anything else in history. Is that true? I'm, I think so. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's quite a sweeping statement to make. I, I, but I think I've heard that. I think it was maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson mentioned that recently. Meanwhile, heart disease they've is like... they killed billions. Like they've hell. literally killed billions throughout history because they spread disease. Because so. they spread disease. So yeah. isn't it the disease that does the killing? But they're the transmitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if Don't you... blame the middleman. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. I'm just I'm just getting a drink here, Look, says the mosquito. Like there was this scare that went on in I think the eighties or nineties of like there was gonna be needles on the beach that would give you a disease. And right. so you're not afraid of the disease on its own. You're thinking that needle, if I step on the needle. Yeah. So everybody's afraid of needles and apples, needles in yep. the sand. So that's <laughs> I wasn't before, but I am now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's you're what the right. mosquito is. The mosquito is you're the right. needle. You're right, it's the conduit that's the the scary thing for sure. Um but, uh, oh shoot, I know we were getting back into products geared towards men and why that's ridiculous, in mm -hmm. my opinion. But um, I didn't finish talking about decanting. No, maybe I am done talking about that. <laughs> I don't, I think you should be done Aww, talking about it's decanting. It's just such a joy. There's just something about it. We will. Well, on another episode, I'm going to go into like why this calms my brain. Like people really seem to like it. I, it's probably like one of those match. kid activities that you see at like a children's museum or a science fair is like pour this one liquid into this other container that's what it reminds you of <laughs> yes little beakers and test tubes and everything so do you, you want to reach for let's say a toner that's in a silver bottle and yeah. it says edge on it <laughs> Because you do get men's shaving gel. I noticed that. You won't just use my shaving gel. And they're exactly the same. Except yours smells like 
Axe Body Spray. It does not smell like Axe Body Spray. <laughs> but that was one of the early on things uh, that I would get as far as man products. Uh, well, I get a specific shaving gel because it's for extra sensitive skin. Because for a while, I was I would break out when I was younger, wherever mm-hmm. it was, get sh- uh, a shaving rash. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me get this particular kind and so it's not that it is for men but i assume it's made for faces not for legs and armpits what there's no difference i don't know if i fully believe that because there's a difference between the sensitive extra sensitive and not extra sensitive and there's a difference between brands yes so you're right i mean well skin is every here's what you don't know sir everybody's skin is different and it responds differently to different chemicals so you're going to start to learn to read ingredients and then you're going to just know which ones to avoid for your skin. Now, I would say as a teen, you didn't know about exfoliation. So if you knew about scrubbing, you would loosen and soften the skin and then your dull razor wouldn't be causing ingrown hair. I don't have a dull razor, just so you know. I have a very sharp razor. And you would still get with bumps. lots of blades. Yeah, <laughs> with the more blades, the better. Yes. I do remember when two became three and three became four and four became 18 blades. Yeah, that is kind of amazing that I don't, I don't know if it actually helps at all. It's just... It yeah. seemed to in the illustration on the commercial. Yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I get the difference between two blades because I remember going from two blades. In fact, I don't even... By the time I started shaving, three blades was kind of the standard. The standard. And four, for women, I think I stopped at four. I don't know if they do more than four now, but it, what they did after the blades was they would put little bars of lotion around yeah. built into the handle. And I just thought, this is too much. It's ugly and it's making everything slimy. I don't want it. Yeah, I had, I, I, we went from three, then there was five, and then seven. Really? I think they went odd numbers for men. Oh and so I seven think, blades. I think what I have now is maybe the five blades. Cause, the, cause you can still get, I don't know, I have five or seven. It's just a it cheese grater yes. with a handle on it. <laughs> it's too much. It's too, it really is. And I don't know that it matters. The two blades it feels very small. So I have had to have a disposable razor on a trip, like I forgot something, and, and there was only two blades on it or one blade. Even. Right? No, it's I know like, it's the difference that's... between using a number two number two pencil that's been dulled and a mechanical pencil that is eternally sharp. Yeah. You're just like, what is this? Why am I trying to work with yeah. this? Yeah, and they have some little like rubbery things that's it's supposed to like help pull the hair away from the skin. And then I had the one that had the power so you press the button and Ooh. it vibrates and it's, it's using some sort of electrical current I into your face power. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they used that for the commercial <laughs> and, and i'm sure they didn't pay martha wash oh no no not a chance they used some very yeah, young thin woman <laughs> to, to sing next to a man's face yes no she's getting her money this is a reference that if you don't know about it uh, i don't have time to educate you on it but no. do your own research <laughs> But I did not, in fact, sing I Got the Power in that song. Yeah. It was some other woman. Yeah, but they did get you to be in the video. Ooh, do you know what I forgot to tell you about now that I'm thinking about me singing? Um, how I was constantly compared to Whitney Houston as a kid. And this would often come up on picture day. Oh, really? People would say, you look like Whitney Houston. Huh? Well, they would just try to get you to smile. And then I would ask my friends, like, who'd they call you? Yeah. They're like, nothing. And I'm like, that's right. See, I don't, they call me Whitney Houston. I don't think that I ever got any nicknames. I'm trying to think Come of... Come on, Rambo. Give me a smile, Rambo. Nah, nothing well, Rambo like never that. smiled. No, he, yeah, he's... Nothing is over. And <laughs> so, like, all my pictures bring back weird memories. Because I see, because you see throughout the years me getting fatter and fatter. 
And then I hit a point where I'm a teenager and I lost weight, but then I'm going through awkward teenage hormones and what was awkward about that it's always hard to explain something about your nose changes right yeah your whole face starts to get weird looking and so (laughs) like your nose blows up and gets bigger at least mine before everything else on my face and so I've got like a tiny little chin and a yeah, big old nose. Yeah, I do nose. feel like very bird-like in that era. I think for me, it was like age between 11 and 13. I just, on my school pictures. Now, we were extra insecure at that time. I think you're starting to become more aware of your peers shunning you or whatever. So, um, so try not to look at it through that lens. But there is a difference when you see the picture where the cute softness of the baby goes away. And yeah. the... the cool edges of the adult haven't set in <laughs> you're a tadpole yeah you're you don't have the baby face cheeks anymore and but for some reason every every teenager seems to lead with their forehead in the picture yeah you're right like they kind of lean you're it right. forward there and then their, this, ch- this ch- their jaw and chin and everything is kind of back towards <laughs> their chest and they're kind of looking up and it's for me, it was braces. Oh, you were probably trying to hide everything. So. I had not learned to pluck my eyebrows. Not that you need to ever pluck, but at the time, if you, there was a difference between the kids who plucked streamlined in the 90s were thin, <laughs> and then just who had just the natural brow. Yeah, so you were like the Greek Whitney Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. Opa. Yeah, so... Yeah, that that's the kind of stuff where I'm like look back and I go, oh boy, those are those are some rough rough years. And I don't, that's what part of the reason I don't know if I want to put those up on my wall and have to look at them all the time. Oh, interesting. I feel like mm, can I be a psychologist for a moment? Uh, you can, sure. You I don't have think, the qualifications, but sure, go. Yeah, for it. I'm completely unqualified. Listeners at home, I think that you have not emotionally evolved past that stage so the reason when you look at them it's still making you cringe is because you still feel like that age or you're able to feel like you did when you got that photo meanwhile i can't get enough of my old pictures like whatever (laughs) i used to pick on as a kid like oh my curls are weird uh now i'm just like you are so cute I don't know. I don't know if I have an emotional because I don't. The thing is, I look at them and I don't know that I even cringe. I kind of go, "Oh, that's what I look like then." But I feel a little bit of a removal. Like I don't necessarily feel like that person. I kind of look at it and go, "Hmm, yeah, I'm not." I don't know that I connect with whoever that is. My question for you is: When you see a kid that looks just like that kid in the picture on the street who does not look. Like the way you describe yourself, you you act like you were a whale or something and you don't, you just look like, you don't even look like a kid they would hire as the fat kid in a movie. You'd be underweight for the fat kid in a film, but I don't think, but I see what you mean. You're not Zach Morris here. (laughs) Um, so would, if you saw a kid like that on the street, would you feel bad for him? Would you go, Oh, that kid's probably getting dunked on. Or would you just go, there's a kid. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know what we'll do? I'll post this on Instagram, yeah. this particular picture, and see what people think. Because I think I look like a chunky kid. But this is not me at my heaviest. This is just the one of the years going from cute little kid to pudgy kid to, oh, this kid's way overweight. Is that sixth grade, by the way? This is probably... Probably sixth grade because i liked a kid that he was the same weight as that kid right there and i had a big crush on him he was super funny okay well i was funny so too but not, yeah, nobody, you were funny but, too but nobody so had a like crush on me i can tell you that yeah uh, she just wasn't telling you Mm-mm. 
I actually didn't end up dating that kid because I was so much taller. I was going through a growth spurt, so I was taller than him. How tall are you that in that photo? Because I was 5'10". I, no, I have no idea. You're how. not 5'10", I can tell. No. Wait, you, I've never been 5'10". No. Sorry. <laughs> so I was, you've shrunk since you were in sixth grade. <laughs> At age 10, sorry, I was 5'8". <laughs> oh, okay, so you didn't grow much since age 10. No, I'm 5'9 now, so probably 11 was my growth spurt. Like, that was the tallest age I got. But I'm saying when I was your age... What's my point? Oh, I was a few inches taller than that guy, so I didn't make a move because I thought, no, I'm too tall. It's going to look weird. Uh, look, that is not what happened with me. I And no, in sixth grade, I had a, you know, we all had those little crushes, but we we keep them secret. Yeah. Well, a friend of mine knew who my crush was, and so he told her, mm-hmm. even though I told him not to. Oh, no. And How dare he? I think his thinking was, I'll tell her, and she might be interested in him, and she was not interested in me. What a sweet friend. And so, I thought he was telling you to make you feel nervous and scared, but really he was just like, I think it could work, bud. Uh, maybe, maybe. And it backfired, and she oh, was not no. into me. And so that, that caused me to then try to, instead of just, sinking into myself i've made it more extroverted like oh yes i do like you and i i'm gonna like go for this and oh that's so sweet. i drew this little picture of a alien and i call it the hershey kiss alien because his head was shaped like a hershey kiss it uh-huh. was a cartoon uh-huh. basically and i was like this is for you because i like you so much and she ripped it into shreds oh man and i was like oh well that's a really mean thing to do you could just say i don't want this right and so that caused she me went to too far not like her anymore and maybe that's the beginning of like when somebody destroys my art whatever that is mm-hmm. it's like i'm done with them like i have no yeah because you previously your art was for your parents your parents probably fawned all over it so it's like that's something you're just not supposed to be rude about but even then ripping it up that's rough that's that's destroying and so if you if you do that with my comedy you do whatever it's like i got no use for you yeah yeah well you brought me back to second grade when this guy mike um who had spiky hair and a rat tail didn't um, they all he would you say didn't they all didn't they all he and he wore a jean jacket which i thought was pretty cool but he was a troublemaker he was always disrupting class Well, he and his friend, his quiet little friend, Peter, um, wrote on a note that said, do you like me? Circle yes or no. And instead of circling, because the immediate answer was, "Mm, no, you make trouble in this class. You're kind of a twerp. But the fact that he was asking me, I was like, well, you know what? There's a softer side of Mike I actually like. So I was going to write, let me think. And I wrote, let me. And then Mike ran over and Peter ran over and they go, he goes, she's actually responding. And it wasn't like, he was like, I was just kidding, you know? And I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't ever like you. And I, and he ripped it away and he goes, what were you writing? And I said, nothing. And he goes, it says, let me, let me. And uh, I said, it was going to say, let me be. And he goes, what does let me be mean? And I had read this in a book, even though kids in the 90s said, leave me alone. I was like, it means leave me alone. And you're an idiot. And I was not going to even entertain this. You're back to being a boxcar kid. (laughs) Let me be. Let me be, please. (laughs) It was a lie anyway. I was going to say, let me think, you you twerp, you jerk, you dweeb. Anyway, Mike, I don't know if you really meant it or not, but. But let her be. But let me be. Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. 
be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home.